Welcome aboard San Francisco Bay Ferry. Please pay close attention to the following announcements regarding passenger safety. In the unlikely event of emergency, passengers should remain calm and follow crew member instructions. Children must be accompanied and supervised by an adult at all times. Running is not permitted. Smoking is not allowed anywhere on the vessel or gangway at any time. Enjoy the ride and thank you for traveling with San Francisco Bay Ferry. You just heard the sounds of San Francisco Bay Ferry, the coolest mode of public transit on the planet. Heather, do you get jealous when you're on a crowded BART train pulling into the Civic Center and see an impossibly stunning ferry photo show up on my Twitter timeline? I definitely do. I'm very envious that that's your commute to work. Much better than mine. But I will say that at least I get to ride a lot more cable cars and F cars than you do. Yeah, I get jealous of your historic streetcar shots that usually come like clockwork at about 5.30 on Friday. I think jealousy fuels a lot of this podcast, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I do often feel left out not living in San Francisco anymore, and I get jealous of you for that. But getting a commute on the ferry makes up for a lot of it. And our guest today is San Francisco Bay Area Water Emergency Transportation Authority Executive Director Seamus Murphy. He's the San Francisco Bay Ferry Director, who we interviewed on a ferry to Richmond. This is our second interview of Transit Month, and I had a fabulous time, Heather. It was a great day. Beautiful weather, great conversation, and the ferry makes for a surprisingly quiet podcast studio. I think we should do that again. I definitely think we should do it again. I think we should do it, though, even though it was like 10 a.m. We should do it when the bar is open because we should have both had a beer while we were doing that interview. That was the only drawback, nothing else. (laughs) I knew you were disappointed by that. Anybody who listened to our previous episode called A Perfect Day in San Francisco knows that Peter's perfect day involves a lot of alcohol before noon. And edibles. Don't forget about edibles. Uh, Oh, yes. How could I forget? So this ferry ride was fantastic. It cost right around $5, and we're going by Alcatraz. We went all the way to Richmond. It was a beautiful, like, 35-minute ride. Like you said, very quiet. I don't know why more people don't do this just for fun. Um, I'm kind of thinking we need to head to Pier 39 and just be good Samaritans and let the tourists in line for the really expensive boat rides know that there's a much cheaper option out of the ferry building. Yeah, I agree with you, but Pier 39 is kind of hurting too. So I think we should, maybe we should wait till next summer till we give that directive. Um, The Pier 39 cannot survive by sea lions alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have Total Transit 2022 coming up Wednesday, September 28th. This is part of it. We're spending the whole month interviewing transit leaders and just kind of getting a little bit of advice, getting some tips For this incredible adventure we're going to take, we're going to try and ride as many of the 27 transit agencies in the Bay Area in one day, and I feel woefully unprepared right now. So do I. We really need to double-check these routes that our readers have been sending in because we can't take their word for it. We should actually do our own reporting and make sure that this is going to work. I agree. I do not want to be cramming on Tuesday, September 27th, so we will get on it. We do get some tips from Seamus Murphy. I think this counts as studying. I'm Peter Harlob here with Heather Knight, lobbying to make the ferry our permanent podcast studio, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Seamus Murphy, welcome to Total SF. Thank you. 
You are the executive director of the Water Emergency Transportation Authority. Where did the emergency come from? It's interesting. The, the emergency was uh, was added on uh, a little bit later, and it, it uh, was added because uh, people realized that water transit might be essential if there's a disaster, if there's something that knocks out highways, bridges, and people don't have a good way of getting around. Uh, first responders don't have uh, direct access to be where they, they need to be. In the case of an emergency, water transit might be the, the only way to get there. So uh, some smart folks made sure that we were equipped and obligated to provide those services if those disasters ever occur. There's been some cases where uh, vessels have been used, like the Loma Prieta earthquake, for example. Vessels were used to transport people uh, and first responders uh, in, in, in that emergency. And so we, it's likely we'll need to do that again, and we just prepared to help however we can. Loma Prieta, it wasn't just the, the ferry. I mean, weren't there private vessels? And it's kind of like Dunkirk without all the fighter planes. That's, that's right. my understanding. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what made people realize, one of, the, one of the things that made people realize that we needed to have an organized uh, water transit response uh, so that uh, we would have trained folks uh, available to assist uh, in those cases. And we actually have the ability uh, as an organization to call on uh, private vessels, uh, blue and gold, private operators, our partners at Golden Gate Ferry, and utilize those resources to help if we the resources aren't enough to be able to respond. What about that little new Treasure Island boat? Can you call that I one? I love that too? one. We could. Yeah, we have a, a pretty, pretty broad authority. I love that one too. We're looking forward to providing that service eventually. It's just great to see that, uh, that development finally starting to happen. I love there. that it has a splash of Giants Orange Oh, good call. I hadn't thought about that. That's that's great. <laughs> so we're on a Hydrus class boat to Richmond. Thank you for calling it in. What what boat are we are we on, and what can you tell me about this boat? This is the Cetus. Uh, it was the the Hydrus was the second class, uh, I believe, that we'd have built. Uh, the the first class was the Gemini class, uh, and Hydrus is a little bit bigger. Uh, uh, the Gemini class is 225 uh, passengers. This one is approaching 400, I believe. Uh, and so we we built these vessels because uh, ferry service was really just dramatically increasing in terms of ridership demand. We were having trouble accommodating uh, passengers uh, during our first decade of service and we needed bigger boats uh, so this vessel was kind of just what the doctor ordered for us to be able to meet that demand well it's very quiet i think it's the only public transportation vessel bus train whatever that we would even attempt to record a podcast on <laughs> so um sounds good how often do you get to ride the ferry do you have a ferry commute are you a ferry rider i do i do it's uh it's the larkspur ferry so it's not the the weta system uh but i commute uh from from larkspur on the ferry and then try to get out on our system as much as i can uh we're here today uh so this is a great opportunity to do that we do uh, a lot of uh tours for our of our system for uh, regulators uh and funders of the the ferry system uh, and then just being out in regular service and seeing how uh, it's working for customers is really important. Our whole team really does that, and that's one of the things that we encourage is for the team to use the service, make observations about how it can be better and what we're doing well, and recognize the, the crews and, and our captains and the staff for everything that we're doing right. Do you, do you ride other ferry systems? What, what's like the gold standard? Like, 
you know, does like someone like Amsterdam have this absolutely through the roof one that everybody envies? There's a lot of places that we aspire to be uh, in terms of ferry service in the future. Uh, Amsterdam would be one of them. Seattle, for sure, uh, is another one. Uh, I've ridden more ferries in the last year and a half than I have in my whole life uh, and uh, been to some places like Sweden and Norway where they're really experimenting with electric and hydrogen powered vessels. Uh, they're at the forefront of that. New York City has a fantastic new ferry system on the on the East River uh, that is really frequent, uh, operates a bunch of vessels that they built all at once and attracts a good amount of regular commuters and also tourists. Uh, and that's becoming a big, uh, more important part of our ridership uh, demographic too, is the leisure travel and tourism market. You also worked for Samtrans and Caltrain in communications. Do you have a public transit origin story, a bus or boat or train ride that you loved as a kid? You know, not as a kid uh, uh, in terms of a public transit origin story, but I, I ended up at Samtrans, who, you know, that agency also uh, is responsible for administering the Caltrain system. Uh, and I love working on big projects, getting major capital programs uh, across the, the goal line. Uh, and when the voters approved high-speed rail, uh, the high-speed rail bond um, for that statewide project, I went to work for Caltrain and Samtrans to try and uh, get that system electrified and, uh, and use the high-speed high speed rail as a leverage point to do that. So running a ferry system wasn't what you said when adults would ask you what you wanted to do when you grew it up? It wasn't, but I got to tell you, I think it's the best public transit system uh, in the Bay Area. I, I think that... Definitely the, the best views. The views, for sure, uh, are, just, just can't be beat. We have a lot of amenities that have helped us really inspire new ridership during the during the pandemic. We've tried to lean into that uh, as much as we can. Uh, and we have big projects, too, uh, that we need to move forward with down the road, electrification being one of those. Quick Samtrans question. I already asked you this before the podcast, but I grew up riding Samtrans, uh, took it to Niner games, took it to school. There was always a rumor that Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> dad was a Samtrans bus driver. Can you confirm or... Um, or I can't confirm that. I, I don't know that that's true. Uh, I but think you don't I know it's not true. I don't know that it's not true. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's a good point. But uh, but I do know some people I can ask uh, to make sure. Okay. You uh, can we'll get back to okay, that. We're going to find that out. We will get that out on Twitter. Now, after. you know, the Caltrain logo uh, that we affectionately call call the meatball uh, is the that was the inspiration for the YouTube logo. Uh, really? So the founders of YouTube uh, who were daily Caltrain riders, and uh, and they they used that Caltrain wow. logo to inspire inspire the YouTube logo. That's a little a little San Mateo County piece of transit <laughs> history. For you. you know, a lot of the weird stuff is true. Um, Nicholas Cage's dad designed the tactile dome at the Exploratorium. Oh. That's actually true. Um, you know. <laughs> Unlike what else you say in the Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about history. Uh, in the 1930s, there were 60 million passengers crossing the bay by ferry each year. I, I actually found an old map, and there was a ferry terminal at San Quentin, San Quentin Point. Really? I mean, wow. like, places you wouldn't expect it. Um, ferry people did not want the Golden Gate Bridge built. The bridges are built, and um, ridership plummets. 1958, the Chronicle in July wrote a series of goodbye to the ferries. I mean, it was it was like dead and buried. They're not coming back. I'm going to read you. Um, this is one of our, this is called a wake for the fairies from Charles McCabe in 1958. It has been noted that to say goodbye is to die a little. 
If this wry bit of vintage wisdom holds, there will be a little death for thousands of San Franciscans and their friends across the bay and everywhere else with the final ride of the Trans Bay Ferry. At 11.30 p.m. Tuesday, the 240-foot steamer San Leandro, the last of what railroad men have called for generations, their lovely old ladies, will slither out of her slip in front of the ferry building on the last passenger run to Oakland. And that will mark the end of the Bay's ferry boats, the end of an era, an occasion for bittersweet celebration for sounding the elegaic note for remembrance of lovely things past. And then the ferry was pretty much done as public transit for about 30 years. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm just glad that that eulogy was uh, premature <laughs> yeah. uh, and that the rumors of the demise were greatly exaggerated uh, and that everything old is new again. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're really happy with uh, that there is demand for ferry service, that uh, that wasn't the funeral for ferry service. And I think just naturally when you have a place like the Bay Area that is as attractive as it is and has grown as quickly as it is and experienced the challenges associated with that, you need to make sure that you have everything available in your arsenal to address those challenges and ferries have been have been critical to that and will be moving forward well the ferry system was booming and then we hit the pandemic what was the low point for ridership we were below 10 percent at some point like any other uh, regional system that's dependent on fare uh, uh, on fares uh, to a large extent like we are uh, you know it was a perfect storm of uh, negative impacts for a transit system Mm -hmm. like WIDA and how did that affect um, the ferry's long-term plans well, you know, we, we just had to pause everything uh, for a little while and try and figure out what was happening and how we were going to weather this storm. Uh, and thankfully, uh, the federal government came through with a significant amount of COVID relief funding that allowed us to maintain service for essential workers that need it during the pandemic and then to bring it back and try and incentivize ridership moving forward. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco Bay Ferry consolidated different ferry systems in the Bay. Do you think public transit in the Bay Area could benefit from more consolidation and coordination? We're, that's part of what we're doing this transit month is focusing on the 27 different agencies that don't do a great job yeah. collaborating. Huge, huge topic. I mean, I think if we were if we were playing Sim City, I don't think anybody would say, you know, what we need for the Bay Area is 27 <laughs> different uh, agencies all operating separately with different rules about fares. You know, we would probably figure out how to consolidate that a little bit more. But reverse engineering it is hugely problematic if you don't go about it in a careful way. Uh-huh. Uh, so we need to think, you know, about how we're going to do that and it's best to make sure that we're making a strong business case for it uh, public transit where we are now with our budgets very vulnerable to uh, and everybody has a fiscal cliff that they're looking out towards and 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 there's going to be something that needs to be done to make sure that we can preserve transit service moving forward so using this as an opportunity to focus on things that are going to attract new riders to the system that are going to re- help us realize efficiencies uh, in our operations to minimize costs if we can and uh, and then ultimately to make the rider experience better so that we can attract a larger share of the travelers that are out there to transit we we can't just wait for riders to come back to the system we have to make these systems better and attract a larger mode split to transit how much of an impact can can the ferry system have i mean can you make the bay bridge five percent less busy you know is, is there a ceiling what what what's kind of the the possibilities i don't think anybody knows uh but we want to test 
the, the you know the the impacts that we can have. Uh, we have a, a business plan that's looking out to 2050, uh, which of course means you have to make some huge assumptions about what the uh, commute patterns are going to be at that time and what other transit systems might emerge at that time, what the demand for water transit might be. Uh, waterfront development is happening all over the Bay Area, and so we think that in the absence of a ferry system and the dramatic expansion of our system, th there would be huge congestion impacts, air quality impacts, equity impacts if we don't make if we don't expand our system and try and use it as a catalyst for uh, for providing mobility alternatives to those new developments. Well, I got on a new boat the other day, the Dorado. Um, I think it's the closest a commuter can get to feeling that they're commuting on Leo DiCaprio's yacht. Um, it was lovely. It was fast. Question one, is it nuclear powered? Because no. I threw that out there on social media. No, it's not, but it feels like it, right? I mean, yeah. it is, uh, it's, it's state of the art. Uh, it is one of the last diesel vessels that we're going to uh, procure for our system. We have three more exactly like it being built up in Seattle. Uh, but it is, it's a nice boat. You could, you could throw a wedding uh, on that, uh, on that aft deck. Can it's, people rent out ferries for stuff like that? You can't because we have uh, regulations uh, against that. We can't charter our vessels just like a bus system can't charter its buses. Uh, but, uh, but you can boys, charter a cable car. Well, and look, we, I think we've had some spontaneous weddings on the ferry system. It you, might not be rented out, but for the cost of a regular fare, you can get you and a bunch of guests out there. And if you do it fast enough, you can get married. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, get it, I'm guessing spontaneous weddings, but the big thing has to be spontaneous uh, Neptune society, people spreading their ashes. I assume that's not allowed. Uh, that's not allowed. No, that's okay, not allowed. We, we won't encourage, we encourage it. that. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. Where can ferries go from here? I, I keep getting on and there's new classes. I've been only riding for six years and I think there've been, you know, two, three upgrades in classes. Where can we go from here? Dorado's there. Are there bigger ferries than that? Are there cleaner ferries? There are bigger ferries for sure. Um, there are cleaner ferries on the way. Uh, we, we have grant funding to procure what will be the Bay Area and maybe the country's first zero emission high speed ferry vessels. Uh, and those are going to be in the range of 100 to 150 passengers. We think that a small vessel strategy might be just what we need uh, to attract more riders um, uh, to, to the system uh, because it's frequency. We're able to achieve more frequency with those smaller vessels that are uh, moving passengers at a, at a higher speed. Um, they're going to be all electric and so we have a bunch of work that we need to do on the infrastructure side, on the shore side to be able to operate those vessels moving forward. And just the way that the network looks uh, is going to be different. Uh, right now we have a hub and spoke system. It's attracting all of the riders from the outlying areas of the bay to San Francisco. And that's been the business model that's worked really well uh, for WIDA. We were the fastest growing transit system in the bay before the pandemic. We've been the fastest to come back. But it, our system might look different than a hub and spoke model moving forward. It might look like a spider web. We might be connecting places that we never thought were ripe for, uh, for connections. Um, and and all of a sudden they are because of changing commute patterns and the way that people have moved around the Bay Area and the way that companies are moving uh, their headquarters and their offices around the Bay Area, too. Those are all things that are, you know, in the in process right now. We don't know what that new normal looks are, are like. Are we talking about more on the peninsula? Are we talking, I, I think this 
Donahue Landing, I'm looking at a, a 1930s map here. I mean, can you go north of Larkspur? Is that the is that the limit? I mean, it's it it's, it gets pretty shallow uh, yeah. up there, um, uh, but it's anything is possible uh, if there's a, a, a will for it, uh, and that's one of the things that we're encouraging as a part of our business plan process. We're in the visioning stage, uh, and there will be a service vision that emerges that uh, we want to phase in over time. Uh, it's a business plan, so we need to figure out how to pay for it. But connecting places like Larkspur, even to Oakland and the East Bay, that's a, a not an easy commute to make by transit. Connecting the East Bay to places further south on the peninsula like Redwood City, another really difficult commute to make on transit. If we can make that easier for folks, that's that's the kind of solutions we want to focus on. You have great social media and seem to have constantly positive feedback. Who handles your social media? Well, that's that's Tom Hall. Uh, he I was I was shocked that uh, to, to learn that uh, Tom was a one man shop uh, when I came over to Weta. We've uh, we've we've uh, addressed that by adding uh, some staff uh, to Tom's group, and he has a terrific uh, set of consultants that help out with that work. But uh, Tom is really the brain uh, trust and and uh, our strategist from the on the social media side, and more than just that, on our marketing side, all the creative marketing ideas that we've used to attract writers back during the pandemic are coming from Tom Hall. Whose idea was it to give away trading cards on the boat? Well, that's Tom's idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tom's over here right now. Tom's with us, and uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll try not to embarrass him. But uh, but yeah, he he comes up with extremely creative ideas to you know make. He's he's one of the reasons why the the customer satisfaction uh, for the ferry system is ninety five percent. I was shocked uh, when I saw a public transit system with ninety five percent customer satisfaction. Happens. It never happens, but it happens here. We're lucky. Uh, well, we'll be engaging in Total Transit 2022 on September 28th. Can we get a commitment of ferry support on social media on this day that we will be? Uh, explain this, Heather. We're going to be. <laughs> I, I, I keep it's comparing a crazy it, idea. Yeah, like I'm, we're like the Olive Garden restaurant owners who are like the secret. Uh, what do you call it? Shoppers. The secret shoppers. Yeah. 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 We're going to go try to ride as many of the 25 or sorry, 27 different agencies as we can in one day and see how bad the connections are or how good maybe. Um, see what it's really like to try to connect all of these when you're a writer. We've heard some pretty bad stories. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's one of the areas that the region's focused on right now. You can certainly count on our support uh, for, for that day. I think it's a great idea uh, and interested to read about your experience doing that um, and listen to a podcast, hopefully, about that. Um, I encourage you to look at the bus connections to our seaplane uh, uh, terminal. There's a great AC Transit connection. You get a free bus ride when you connect to a seaplane. It's the newest of our terminals. We uh, uh, opened it during the pandemic, and it's been uh, one of our fastest growing routes. I love it. That's what I came in on today. Um, will the bar be open that day? When, when do they start selling beer? Do they sell at 10 a.m.? Because that's probably about when we're going to be getting on, and it's probably our only transit opportunity to have a drink. We, I don't know uh, about that. It, it should be open at, at, at 10 a.m. On, uh, on that route. Uh, one, I mean, we all know that recruiting um, uh, workers has been one of the most challenging parts of the pandemic and just where we and as we recover from it, it continues to be challenging. We're lucky that our crews and our captains have been we haven't had an issue with that. So we've been able to 
bring service back. We were the first system in the Bay Area to bring service back. Uh, but recruiting workers for our concessions has been a challenge. And back to the 95% customer satisfaction rating, the 5% wasn't about on-time performance. It wasn't about the operation of the system. It was largely about the concessions on board and making sure that they're uh, as good as they need to be to huh. you know really take advantage of that amenity, which is unique to our system. That is not the feedback that Muni or Bart gets. Yeah, it's hard to do concessions <laughs> on a bus. Yeah. Well, you've survived our serious questions, and now it's time for the lightning round. All right. And you can answer Bay Area-wide. You don't have to be San Francisco-specific. Where's your place, your favorite place to get a burrito? Oh, I love La Taqueria yeah. uh, in the Mission. I'm sure that's a common answer. It but is. Papalote, too. Uh -huh. I'm a big Papalote fan. And, uh, you know, in my home stomping grounds uh, in Marin, Taqueria Cancun okay. probably has to be the best. What's your favorite movie filmed in the Bay Area? favorite movie film oh the uh the rock uh, yeah <sighs> with nick cage right we showed well. that for a crowd and people just loved it i think that was our best movie night yes yeah. where's your favorite place to get a stiff drink maybe on a ferry Oh, fairies are great. It's the perfect answer. I mean, you, views that change uh, while you're on board, yeah, it has, okay. has to be the ferry. What's your order? My order for a stiff drink? Yeah, on I mean, the ferry. I'm, I'm when like you're a, on the ferry, are you going to get like a screwdriver? Are you going to get a beer? It probably depends on the time of day. What are you going to get at 10 a.m.? Uh, <laughs> oh, the screwdriver. you got to have some fruit juice. I mean, vitamin C. you got to get through the day. Yeah. You don't want to get scurvy. You're on a boat. So, yeah, the screwdriver. Or a greyhound if they have uh, if they have the grapefruit juice. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, end, end of the day, uh, uh, you know, IPA uh, uh, on board. is. I'm a, a big IPA fan. Peter hates them. I get headaches. <laughs> what was your first concert? My first concert was uh, the, was my first concert. I'm trying to make sure I get this right. My first concert was the Rolling Stones. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Good Where? One. Uh, in Denver at uh, Mile High Stadium, the original Mile High Stadium. And they told us it was going to be the last concert that the uh, the tour <laughs> that the Rolling Stones were going to do. Kinda and like I think the they've had like four or five <laughs> since then. Oh, yeah. I, I've been writing in the Chronicle. 1981 was the first time we said this may be the last one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, 40 wow. years ago. <laughs> what was the last book you read? The last book I read was uh, The Book of Basketball by a, a sports writer named Bill Simmons. Uh, I'm a big NBA fan, and he's he's about the best NBA writer out there. What is the coolest ferry-adjacent landmark, the ferry building, the USS Hornet aircraft carrier, Oracle Park, or something else? It's got to be the ferry building. I, I walked through there uh, this morning uh, before hopping on board, and, I mean, there's just new shops opening up all the time. It's been great to see it rebound. The foot traffic is just about back to what it used to be, and no better play. I mean, uh, there, there's no complaints about concessions uh, at the ferry building. It's the yeah. best around. Muni has wrapped many buses in Lunchables advertising, which is proving very controversial. Could this ever happen on a ferry boat? We, we're exploring increasing advertising on board. And look, we have to because it's a revenue opportunity and we have declining revenues. Uh, and it, they're coming back, but we, we need to extend our runway as much as we can. So, um, so we are looking at advertising policies moving forward that would allow us to expand uh, advertising on board. The outside of the vessel, not going to happen. Uh, there and are please some, don't cover the windows. We can't cover okay, the good. windows. Yeah, we can't. Uh, there's some, there's some uh, BCDC regulations that prevent us from advertising on the outside of vessels, so we won't be doing that. I, I'm pro-lunchables. I was thinking like the perfect thing right around Thanksgiving, like a butterball turkey. It's like the right shape. And <laughs> 
you could no. No, it's good. It's a good idea. I mean, Caltrain <laughs> does. They, they they have some great train wraps, uh, and yeah. so you know, it would be it would be interesting to explore that. I love the Treasure Island Giants observation. Yeah, so we provide a lot of giant service, a lot of warrior service. Um, having some theme uh, on on board along those lines would be interesting to explore. What's your favorite spot on the ferry system to take a photo? Oh, it's got to be coming into the downtown terminal. Uh-huh. I mean, that's Instagram central. You just see that's all people are doing on the on the aft deck when we're when we're pulling into into the terminal or leaving. So, uh, and we've got so many tourists that are using the ferry system just to get those skyline views now. Um, it's a it's a central uh, part of our our ridership market. It's got to be the downtown yeah. terminal. Yeah. Last question: What's one thing you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? Uh, try to get a bike ride in. Um, I, I ride uh, the bike to the uh, to the Larkspur uh, uh-huh. terminal uh, and back home. So um, try to get if you can make exercise a part of your commute. There's no beating that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having us on the ferry today. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Guys. Thank you. I've been riding for six years. I tell people like I got an inch taller because when I was on BART, I was just hunched over and stressed. And nothing against BART, it's doing a good job, but I came on here and there's like drinks and I can work, I get more work done on the ferry. I thought about just staying on the ferry. I'd be a more productive worker. I thought about that too. I I want to do that. Just spend a day riding the system and working. You know, we have Wi-Fi. You can easily get it done. Yeah, we can work remotely. So who cares? Yeah, Yeah. should do it. You know what? That that's a good make the ferry your uh, remote work work workplace. Yeah, I like that. Well, thank you very much, and um, I think we got through without an announcement. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com pod. Your attention, please. The vessel is about to arrive at our destination. For your safety and the safety of those around you, do not stand or form a line at the doors. Remain seated until the vessel is secured to the dock. If this is your final destination, take a moment to gather your belongings before leaving the vessel. Enjoy your day. We appreciate your patronage and hope to see you again soon.